The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, heal your deepest hurts, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to Intuitive Connection with me, Victoria Shaw. I am so excited, as always, to be here with you and share the information that is coming through me today for you from my guides. And today, the topic that I would love to talk about is boundaries those interpersonal boundaries, how we connect and maintain our separateness when we're dealing with other human beings and how we show up with others in our relationships. And boundaries, I think, is a very important topic in terms of personal and spiritual development. I know boundaries and interpersonal boundaries is something that I've personally been working on throughout my own spiritual and personal journey, and also something that comes up a lot in the work that I do as an intuitive counselor and an intuitive coach. So I feel like it's just the right thing to be talking about. But I also think from a spiritual perspective, boundaries can be a little bit confusing because by some spiritual teachings, right, we get this idea, which I actually believe to be true, that we are all connected and that all spiritual beings, all human beings in physical form are ultimately spiritual beings emanating from the one divine source. So at our core, we are all one thing. We are all connected And there's lots of beautiful teachings about this interconnectedness and how it should help you find compassion for other people and how other people are just a mirror for what's going on inside of you. And friends, I actually believe all this to be true. But at the same time, I also believe in the importance of while we are in physical form and while we are experiencing ourselves as separate, even if that separateness is to some extent an illusion, It's really important that when we're walking the talk of being human, that we are paying attention to boundaries and where we end and the next person begins. And more importantly, how we show up in the world emotionally, intellectually, how we maintain that sense of self. Because your basic sense of self, while I believe 100% is illusory. It's not who you really are. It's a really important thing when we're here on earth and something that we're working with and how we express ourselves, how we express our individuality through human form is super important and ultimately what we're here to do. So 
when we are not able because of either spiritual teachings, but usually it's more our human conditioning and things that we have learned along this lifetime and other lifetimes about what it means to be human and what it means to stand in relation to others. But when we're not able to set clear and effective boundaries with others, it actually hinders our spirit's ability to do what it's here to do and express itself. And so when we think about boundaries from that highest spiritual perspective, what you want to think about is creating a container, a human container from which you can express, your soul can express its true bounty, its true wisdom, its true gifts, its true magnificence. And if that container is leaky because we don't have good, strong boundaries, or even if that container is overly rigid, your spirit will not be able to do fully and completely what it's here to do. So that's why we're going to talk about boundaries today and all of the ways it, in which humans can get confused about boundaries and also some concrete tools to learn how to flex your muscles when enforcing those interpersonal boundaries. So stay tuned. It's going to be a really, really fun episode. So boundaries, as I said before, are about how we interact and connect with others. And we can think about boundaries from a couple different perspectives. In the egoic sense, we can think about boundaries as protecting our small selves and our small identity, right? So who we think we are. But that's not really what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about more looking at boundaries as a way of expression of our authentic selves, our truest, highest selves, while in physical form. And so... When looking at boundaries in a relationship and whether or not, you know, people are respecting your boundaries or whether you are respecting your boundaries or whether your boundaries are flexible or inflexible or all of these kinds of things, it's important first and foremost to recognize that no one has to be right or wrong for you to enforce your boundaries and for you to have healthy boundaries. And in fact, the healthier your boundaries, the less you will care about who is right or wrong and the more you will care about what feels intuitively and kinesthetically right and best for you. Because at the end of the day, boundaries are about making space for ourselves. Boundaries are about honoring yourself. Boundaries are about setting the container, the space, the path for your soul to come to do here what it came to do. Boundaries are also about starting to transcend a lot of the human confusions around what's right and wrong in interpersonal relationships. They're about starting to connect more with your authentic sense of self and your intuitive guidance and less with all of the shoulds that society tells us about what you should be doing in a particular situation and what the quote unquote right thing to do is, which may not be the right thing for you. Boundaries are usually developed in childhood. So our sense of boundaries are developed in childhood and they're developed in a couple different ways. One, they're developed through watching the people in our world. So if you have a parental figure or an adult caregiver type figure that does not respect their own personal boundaries, by osmosis, you may learn that that's the right way to interact in the world. And you might learn that having weak or overly rigid boundaries is what's important. But more importantly than that, I think that we learn healthy boundaries from our interactions with those first people in our world. So usually our parents, but all of our early caregivers and 
early social relationships. So it could also be a sibling or a grandmother or whoever's really central in your life in those first five to seven years. And what develops the healthiest boundaries in our children is that we respect their personal integrity. We respect their unique perspective. We respect their right to exist and have their own independent feelings, thoughts, and perspectives from right out of the gate. And that might seem like a really, really easy thing, friends, but oftentimes for parents, it's not. It's not for a lot of reasons. One, because many of us have not been taught, we have not had that experience ourselves with our own caregiving. And also because when you're parenting, it feels like a very personal relationship. And sometimes the little buggers get on your nerves or challenge you in ways where it's hard for you to remember that they are separate beings. But that's where it starts for us how our parents and early caregivers and early relationships respect us and our integrity and also how we learn to negotiate and navigate that. So for example, if you have a parent that's overly intrusive and doesn't respect your boundaries, so an example would be a little child who says, you know, I really want to go to the zoo right now. And the parent says, no, you don't. The zoo's stupid. Why would you want to go to the zoo? Well, the child wants to go to the zoo and clearly the parent doesn't want to go to the zoo. And it's fine for a parent to say, hey, you know, today is not a zoo day and we can't go to the zoo on Tuesdays or maybe mom never wants to go to the zoo because that's okay too. There are other amazing experiences that a child could have if you are a zoo phobe or a zoo hater. But it's when the parent or caregiver steps over the line and tells the child, this is what you want because this is what I want. That's one example of a boundary violation. So oftentimes, Kids learn early on that our wants and needs aren't really important. What's important is the wants and needs in others or what other people think we should want or need, and we slowly lose touch with our own inner desires and compass. And this is the first way in which our boundaries can become compromised. So another kind of boundary that can sometimes be violated early on and then throughout life is our emotional boundaries. And that is, again, not just what we like and don't like, but also just what we feel. And so sometimes children get the impression early on that their feelings don't matter, that they shouldn't be upset about something, that they shouldn't care about something, that it's not okay to be angry or sad or frustrated. And friends, all of these experiences are normal human experiences, but some caregivers either feel defensive. So for example, if you have a very ego-based parent who's very defensive and the child is angry at them, that might feel uncomfortable for the parent. And the parent may simply say, you're not allowed to be angry at me. They may not use those words. They may use different words like you're, you're being disrespectful or you can't talk to mommy like that. And again, all those things are true because children should behave nicely, but the feeling part, right? We have to honor that whatever a child feels is fine. looks like you're angry at mommy right now because mommy won't give you a popsicle for breakfast. But we don't eat popsicles for breakfast. I love you and let's have some Cheerios instead. So that would be a healthy way to deal with it. But oftentimes the messages that we get from our caregivers is that it's not okay to feel a certain way if that feeling is not comfortable or safe or congruent with what our parents' wishes, needs, desires, and feelings are. And again, this is another way where we lose a sense of our own personal boundaries and we get the message that we need to subdue and push down what we want in our feelings in order to get along with others. And that's simply not the case and it's not super healthy to be in that position. 
There are also physical boundaries, and we're not going to talk about that as much today, but of course, individuals who have had really early abuse often have issues with physical boundaries where there might be a caregiver or a person early in life that did not respect their physical or sexual boundaries. That can also be a kind of boundary issue. And also just aside from abuse, some children come into this earth wired to be touchy-feely and cuddly. I'm one of those. And some don't. And I have worked with some parents that said, you know, my child was not cuddly back and took that very personally and always felt like their child was rejecting them. And that can be another way where boundaries get tricky because really what you want to do is understand that some children are wired more cuddly than others. Some kids also have a lot of sensory issues where cuddling up next to you on your terms might not feel comfortable. And again, it's really important that we honor children's physical boundaries and that we don't force our affection on them or take it personally if they need like some space. But oftentimes, again, because of our own needs and our own unconsciousness, caregivers will sometimes get that one not exactly right. And again, in that way, we learn or the child learns that my physical boundaries are not important or that it's not okay for me to not want to hug mom or it's not okay for me to not want to kiss Aunt Sue who smells bad and that I'm not in control of my own physical space. So these are some of the ways that boundaries can be established early in life. And one more before I move on actually is coming to me as sibling relationships. Because oftentimes we talk about mother-parent or father-parent early caregiver relationships, but siblings can matter too. And I've worked with a lot of clients, often older children, but also sometimes adults, where there wasn't necessarily the most healthy dynamic in their sibling relationships and parents were not there to sort of navigate and negotiate those interpersonal boundaries between siblings and give each child a sense of safety with the other one. And so the child learned that they were not, you know, that the the sibling, which again is usually another child, so also someone who's just learning boundaries, might have been intrusive in their boundaries or might have been like overwhelming physically or overwhelming emotionally or bossy. And oftentimes it's an older child versus a younger child, but it doesn't have to be. I've seen it happen both ways. It's partially temperament. And so again, we learn boundaries also from our sibling and our interpersonal relationships that way. And this is another opportunity for parents to sort of come in and help each of your children learn to manage and negotiate their boundaries. And again, it's not about saying who is right or who's wrong. It's about saying, you know, Johnny, I don't think Jessica likes it right now when you're hugging her like that. I think you need to take a step back. She needs to be in her own space right now. Or I know that you would like your sister right now to go outside and play elephant with you, but it looks like right now she's happy just sitting here coloring. So we're going to let her stay coloring and maybe you can play elephant by yourself. So these are the kind of things that will help children develop those healthy boundaries and that healthy sense of self and that healthy sense of being able to feel comfortable in their own authentic feelings and thoughts and wishes and desires, but it doesn't always shake out that way. So as a result, many of us have learned over time to not have the most healthy of boundaries. So now we have a sense of how our personal boundaries and our ideas of personal boundaries and our habitual ways of setting or not setting boundaries get started. Of course, the next question now is as an adult, how do we undo some of this conditioning and how do we learn to navigate our own interpersonal boundaries? And again, my guides are pointing out at this moment of time to remind you if you are feeling tempted to do a deep dive into your past and see where your own conditioning took place and how it worked. 
this is not about judgment and blame. It's not about something being wrong with you, and it's not about something being wrong with your caregivers. It's really about understanding that we're all doing the best from our level of awareness, our current level of awareness. And as you are listening to this podcast now, as you are older and ready to have this information, you can begin to shift the patterns that you learned as a child, all right, and learn throughout your life, and you can learn to have a new MO and a new way of dealing. And also, we are at a time of rapid spiritual development, both personally, but also on the planet as a whole. So opportunities for understanding how we relate to others in a new and exciting way are just coming to the forefront right now. And so many of our parents, many of our caregivers, many of ourselves and other incarnations simply weren't ready to have this information. And that's okay. So it's not about blaming yourself and others. It's not about what's right and wrong. It's about understanding that you are being called now, first and foremost, to clean up those boundaries so that you can do more and more what you are here to do. And that is being of service to yourself and to others. And so the most important thing about boundaries and the most important step to really honoring your mental, emotional, and physical boundaries is to honor thyself. You heard me right. And honoring thyself doesn't mean something like whatever I want goes and and everyone else sucks. That's the ego. Honoring thyself means knowing that you're enough. What you want matters more, at least as much, but more likely more than what other people want. And that at the very least, you need to consider your own wants, needs, desires, perspectives first, because those are your guides. And when you're doing so from a spiritually grounded place, when you're doing that not from ego, but from your intuition and your higher self, that's even better because the more you're able to do that, friends, the more you're really able to show up in the world with integrity. And when we show up in the world with integrity, then there is a perfect synchronicity between what we want in the deepest sense and that which serves everyone else. I'll say this again because it's a really important concept. When you are really tuned in and grounded in your soul's journey and really connecting with the call of your soul, and when your wants, needs, and desires are really coming from that place or aligned with that place, you cannot go wrong. Because when we are really honoring our true spiritual selves while in physical form, we are dancing with the flow of the universe. And in the deepest divinest flow of the universe, there's perfect synchronicity and everything fits together perfectly. So know that the more you are heeding the call of your soul, the more you are of service to others. And the more you are coming through with integrity, with authenticity, and really with the truest and purest expression of compassion. And there are a lot of misunderstandings of what compassion means. And a lot of people think compassion means throwing my needs last and putting myself last and just bleeding out for others. But I have to tell you, that is compassionate in its absolutely lowest form. And you deserve more than that. And other people deserve more than that. We as a planet deserve more than that. And again, when we're honoring and able to honor our highest and truest self, Everything goes beautifully, smoothly, and we have more joy in life, but we're also a conduit to bring more joy into the world, and that will benefit others. Now, people in your world, 
might not always immediately love it when you start to set your boundaries and start to identify your boundaries. And the reason is, is that many, many humans are operating more on a level of scarcity and a level of fear where they believe if you get what you want, I don't get what I want. But that's just not true. And if you have a problem with boundaries, you probably know what I'm talking about. And attract these people will manipulate you and manipulate your boundaries so that they can feel safe. It's not healthy for them. And it usually comes from a place of fear and it usually comes from their own childhood wounding, but it's not okay. And it doesn't benefit you and it doesn't benefit them. So these people will probably not be super happy with you when you start setting boundaries, even if your boundaries are healthy and perfect and ultimately serve them on their highest good. So friends, as we learn to tune into our own wants and needs and put ourselves first, we must be aware that some people and some relationships may shift and change because those people may be believing that they are benefiting from the fact that we have soft, mushy boundaries. On the contrast, for those of you who maybe have overly rigid boundaries out of fear, as you start to release and trust in others and allow, you may find that people in your life show up for you in ways that you never could have imagined because now you're able to let them in and let them support you in the way that they've only been dreaming of. So it can go both ways and it can go both ways for the same person because it is possible to have mushy boundaries with some people, with some situations or in some contexts and not mushy boundaries in other relationships. Okay. So as we learn to set safe and effective and healthy boundaries, our relationships will change mostly for the better, but some people may fall away. So some signs that you may have issues with boundaries, and there are many, and you may already know that this is an issue for you, but some common signs that we have issues with boundaries are an inability or fear of saying no. So you may find that it's easier just to give in to other people rather than sort of challenging them and facing their wrath or their feelings or their disappointments or their anger if you don't do what they want you to do. That's often a sign of poor boundaries. Now, of course, there's always times when we want to compromise and don't do exactly the thing that we want to do in a moment because we want to get along well and play nicely with others. But if this is a consistent theme for you, when you're always the one to back down and you're always the one to let the other person decide or put the other person's needs consistently ahead of yours, or it can be in a particular relationship or in relationships in general, That's usually a sign that you have mushy boundaries and that you're not honoring yourself in the relationship, which is really important to do because healthy relationships are always reciprocal. Meaning that, you know, you give, the other person gives, and there's a certain amount of back and forth. So if you're always the one bending, and if you're always the one giving in your relationships, it's a sign that the relationship itself and your behavior in particular is not super healthy. Now, of course, there are periods of time in all relationships where, you know, they may not be reciprocal every moment. So for instance, maybe a partner, you're in an intimate relationship and the partner has a job loss or an illness or something that requires you to be a little more flexible and be the one giving a bit more. That totally makes sense. But overall, relationships should have a nice back and forth flow over at least the long term. And again, if you are afraid to set a boundary, if you are afraid to say no, if you are afraid to voice your own opinion in a relationship because you're worried about what the other person might think or feel or do, then chances are you have a boundary issue and you're in an unhealthy relationship. 
Another sign of boundary issues is resentment. And oftentimes what we do is we overgive or we do things in order to get a certain reaction from someone, like we want to feel their love or we want to get their attention and we do something and then we don't get the result that we expected and then we're resentful of them. That's often a sign of poor boundaries. Either you're encroaching on the other person's boundary by starting to push them and manipulate them into doing what you want them to do, or on the other hand, you've given too much and that resentment is a sign that you need to pull back and take care of yourself or change your modus operandi in this relationship in order to get your needs met. And at the end of the day, obviously people do not come into our lives to meet our own personal needs. And that's actually a pretty narcissistic way of looking at things. But it is really important, again, that we have that reciprocity in relationships and that we feel supported by others and we feel that others can support us. And you know that won't be the case in every relationship. And there are plenty of relationships that are based on more superficial things or talking or fun or joking or working together, but like you always want that flow to kind of go back and forth. And if you find you're in a relationship where you're doing all the giving or you're doing all the providing or you're doing all the listening, that's a sign that something is wrong and that you also may want to work on your, and if you find this is true across the board with many of your relationships, then that's a really good sign that boundaries is something that you need to look at. So the last thing I want to talk about, and this is a whole topic unto itself, and we will definitely do at least one, if not many episodes on this, is the special case of empaths. And empaths are very intuitive souls that are also very highly compassionate and can feel what other people are feeling. So it's different than sort of cognitive empathy where you can imagine what another person might feel and then act accordingly. With empaths, they feel it like it's happening to them. Okay, empaths are usually old souls or newly awakened souls that just have very sensitive open hearts and are very loving and really want to do the right thing, but they can become overwhelmed by other people's feelings, needs, and desires because they're feeling those too. So empaths in particular, if this sounds like you, and usually that description rings home for people if if it fits, they recognize that in themselves right away. But if this sounds like you, boundaries are even more important. And also a little bit more difficult because empaths often have trouble setting boundaries with people because when someone else is disappointed by their actions or when someone else is angry, they can feel that person's feelings as well as their own. And it can sometimes be hard to honor your own feelings if you're tuned in way too much to what the other guy is feeling. So empaths, as all of us, really, in order to have good boundaries, have to recognize that your needs matter, that your feelings matter. And that again, they're at least as, if not more important than the other person's. And that whenever we don't consider our own needs, feelings, thoughts, and needs in a relationship and only consider the other person, even if we can feel how painful certain things are for them, we are doing ourselves and the relationship a disservice. You are here, my dear friend, in physical form in order to express your magnificence. You're also here to enjoy your life and spread and share that joy with others. The more you can set clear and appropriate boundaries, the more you'll be able to do that. And the more you'll be able to attract people into your world who will value you, honor you, and love you for who you are. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. 
you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again, and namaste. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.